Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to SFP Hello and welcome to this uh, special edition of SFP now where we are going to be looking at uh, some of the uh, new TV shows that are coming up in the fall um, but we might even discuss some of the TV shows that I've just sort of like finished as well and uh, to help me out with this as always is Raisa, how are you doing? I'm doing fine thanks. Okay well I'm, I'm, I'm good uh, so where should we start? Well, since it, since the announcement came today, why don't we start with uh, the new Star Trek Discovery series? Yep, it's it's called um, the actual Discovery is they've actually discovered Spock's Frontier. <laughs> you know, they, they they found it behind a vending machine, um, and you know, rig, rigor mortis had well and truly you know sort of like set in. There's a few green maggots hanging out the back. Um, <laughs> we we kind of think they beamed in from an episode of Doctor Who, but there we go. Yeah. Um, okay, well, it's going to be uh, airing September 24th, and as you was just telling me before we went to air, they're going to be splitting the season in two. Yes, um, the, they're going to be following the Walking Dead model. The first eight episodes will run in the fall through November 5th, and the final seven episodes will start in January 2018. Mm, you know what? I, I'm quite happy for them to do that, mm. you know, um, but I'm just hoping it's well written. I'm hoping it's well written. I'm hoping it's good. Uh, but from all I'm hearing, it's all like uh, it's it's had very very troubled production. Um, I've heard stories about Les Mooms, uh, uh-huh. the wanker that cancelled Enterprise all those years back, has uh-huh. been sort of like uh, riding roughshod over everything, and they they kind of like designed it to look a certain way. I mean, it kind of resembles Halo. Uh-huh. You know, okay. the, the uniforms and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it's also being criticised for, for maybe looking a little bit too much like um, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. For those of us who are less than enthusiastic about those, that doesn't sound good. But, I mean, I will certainly watch it if it's good, and I've, got, I've gotten to a point where I will, dump, I will dump it if it's not good. I've reached a point where I don't sit through shows just because they're there. So... Yeah, you know, I, I, I'll I probably do the same, but then again, if there's nothing else good that's on, on at the same time, I mean, there's no space operas on. So, um, you know, if it is good, it's it's going to do well. If it's, if, it's, if it's not so good, it's probably still going to do well because there's no space operas on. There's nothing... Uh, there's nothing to fill that to fill that void that's been left from you know from Star Trek shows of past and and maybe even the the song like action adventure um, element of the Stargate shows. There's nothing. There's nothing being out in a while to to um, to fill that gap. 
in the market? No, although the closest thing to it is a comedy that's going to be airing on Fox. Yeah, um, we'll get to that in a bit, though. The other, yeah. which is the, um, yeah. which yeah. is the, is it Seth MacFarlane show? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, because that kind of looks like it's riffing on Next Generation a little bit with the uniforms. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit Next Generation and a little bit Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. It'll, you know, it'll, it'll at least be entertaining if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got a feeling that it's kind of a given that that show's going to do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what will happen, you know, if if Seth MacFarlane's other shows or anything to go by, it will do well for maybe two, three years, then get cancelled. Then there will be a big push and it'll get revived and then run for another two, three years. Oh. <laughs> because that's what that's what's happened with most of these shows. <laughs> oh, okay. It's so, true. Um so, you know, I mean the the other looks 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 promising, but you know, I'm kind of like um I'm I'm kind of like holding out hope that Star Trek Discovery is actually better than you know a lot of a lot of the reports and a lot of the troubles that it's had are going to be in, and uh, and just to confirm to confirm a rumor, no, Michael Dawn will not be in Star Trek Discovery. Sadly, um, um, hopefully Ty is listening, but. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, um, that said, if anything, you know, we we ran that story based on Ty mishearing what was said at that uh, convention. But if anything, it did actually do. It did actually sort of reveal another bit of news. It revealed a bit of news that you know he he'd actually been offered a role, but he turned it down because there wasn't enough money. So in 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 a backhanded way, it did did actually reveal something tangible that was real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just um, you know what I'm looking forward to is um, is it Ray is it Ryan Wilson or Rain Wilson as Rain Harry Wilson M- as, yes, Harry, as Mudd. Harry Mudd yeah that's going to be fun I mean if if if, he, if they play him the same and not the same way not as identically the same but if they play him in a similar way to how Harry Mudd was played in the original series uh-huh. you know they they might actually be onto something. Uh-huh. Um, but if they play him dark, broody, and serious, and you know, like a, a serious sort of like uh, Michael Corleone sort of like Godfather type, yeah, then it's not going to work. No. You know, so you know, I'm hoping although they're not being true to the look of 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 of, of, of original Star Trek, even though it's set ten years before the original series sort of thing, I'm hoping that they can at least be true to the spirit of it, but. From what I've seen of the trainer, it doesn't look like they are going to be because she, you know, she already this this woman's ready to cut, you know, cut off a Klingon's head, uh. sort of thing. <laughs> so, um, so I'm I'm kind of hoping that's just sort of like uh, one one scene that they put in there to sort of like to throw us off the scent, sort of thing, because it's sort of like um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I really want it to succeed and I want it to be good. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so so I've got a feeling it's probably going to... I'll probably wind up bloody watching it anyway, despite it, you know, despite the fact, you know, because there's, there's nothing there to fill that gap other than the Orville, mm. and the Orville yeah. is a comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, Star Trek Discovery, hmm... Will it be as good as Star Trek Continues? Star Trek Continues rocks mm-hmm. so hard. Yep, and uh, how many of them? How many of them have, have they released now so far? Uh, they have released eight of them. I think they've got three left. 
They planned 13, they had to scale back to 11. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward to the last three then. Um, so I was actually watching it earlier on my new TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they've not, fil- they've not filmed it in widescreen, they filmed it in the same sort of like uh, conditions as the original series. Yes. But that said, it looks really good on a 4K screen. Mm. It looks awesome. Yeah. So. Okay, well, uh, moving on to other shows, um, do you want to talk about the Arville? Um, yes, let's do that. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's apparently going to be airing Thursdays at, at 9 p.m., starting in the fall. Uh, there's, no, there's no specific premiere date as such yet, unfortunately. Um, it's a half hour. It's going to be equivalent to a workplace comedy in space, sort of a, a cross between um, the, the Office and Galaxy Quest. Uh, it, uh, McFarlane plays a character called Ed Mercer, the captain of the uh, Ragtag crew, um, which also includes Adrian Padalecki, the Adrian Padalecki from um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fame. All right. Uh, Scott Grimes and Penny Johnson Gerald. And we know Penny Johnson Gerald not, well, not only from 24, but prior to that she played. DS9, um, Cassidy Yates. DS, yeah, she played Cassidy, Cassidy Yates Cisco. So it's good casting for her. She's, uh, she's mm-hmm. coming back. I thought she was uh, brilliant in 24, her. Yes, Lady McPalmer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she was awesome. It's apparently um, the pilot is going to be directed by um, Iron Man's John Prevro. So the pilot will at least be worth watching. Um, yeah. You know, I think he, I think generally the show will be worth watching because with Seth MacFarlane, you, 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 you're always going to get something that's really, really, really funny. Yes. And also yeah. really, really relevant because he's a he's a huge Star Trek and Star Wars fan. He's one of us. So yes. a lot of the humour that goes into his uh, into his shows um, actually translates well with with, 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 with with the geek audience as well as the as well as the uh, everyday audience sort of thing. I mean, look, look at Family Guy and, and, and the Family Guy sort of like versions of Star Wars he did. Yes, yes. You know? <laughs> so I, I think it's I think it's going to be really good. Um, yeah. You know, it'd probably, it'd probably be funnier than Galaxy Quest, Galaxy <coughs> Quest because it, 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 the, the humour will probably, you know, the humour might be a little bit more daring mm-hmm. yes. than, than Galaxy Quest. Um, have you seen the trainer for the Orville yet? Uh, yes, I did. I, I liked it very much. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think it looked promising. Um, I I actually liked it better than the trailer for Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, which is I did too. Which is I did too. not not a good good thing. Um, um, yeah, I'm I'm I yeah I'm I've got mixed feelings. I just I just want good television. I'm I'm, I'm tired of mediocre shows. Because mm-hmm. it mediocre seems to be the new threshold. Yeah, well, I was checking out some Netflix shows the other day because it's not not really been much on TV. Of mm-hmm. uh, with now that Arrow and Flash and all those shows are over, even the other shows I was watching are over. You know, such as Timeless and whatever. And yeah. I um, found a show called Three Percent. Mm-hmm. And it's basically about, you know, 3% of the population go off and, you know, become rich for a while. It's kind of like a Hunger Games type sort of like thing. Um, and I, I watched about the first 20 minutes of one episode and couldn't get into it. And the reason I couldn't get into it was because it was very, very obviously dubbed into English. 
Oh dear. <laughs> so, so I was kind of watching their mouths and saying, huh? And you wonder what's going on here. It looked like it was dubbed into English. It was either dubbed into English or the acting was just terrible. <laughs> so, oh God. So I, I turned it off. But I found another show on Netflix, which I'm probably going to write about once I, once I have a chance to watch it. There's only six episodes of it in the first uh-huh. season. And it is called Cleverman. And it's um, it's about um, it's set in the near future in Australia, uh-huh. and um, basically these sort of like uh, this sort of like um, a, a mutation of humanity, and they're kind of being made the underclass by 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 not by the ordinary humans, and um, you know they I, from from what I can see about it's basically there's a lot of angry going on. Um, in fact, it's actually punching you in the face with Angry. Um, but there's, you know, there's quite quite a few interesting characters. I mean, I I I, I barely watched the first episode yesterday, and I, I, you know, I was kind of like half watching it while doing some other stuff. And I think it's one of these things I'm just going to have to go back and rewatch and pay pay more attention to because it looked really interesting. You know, yeah. what, what was happening. Yeah. Because one one of the characters in it who sort of like he, he actually turns his family of these mutants into the authorities. Um, he, his cousin comes along and chops his finger off, and he grows a new finger. Oh dear! You know, and you know, and he sort of like metamorphizes. He's basically turning into into one of these one one of these sort of like people that he shot, sort of thing. So I've got a feeling some of the story is going to centre on him. Uh-huh. Um, sort of thing, but it looks looks really really interesting, and that song I can one that's out now on Netflix. Cool. Uh, um, and it's Australian, which you know you don't you don't really get too many Australian TV shows. No, no. Um, happening. Um, other than Neighbours and uh, Wentworth and you know soaps here, but you know yeah, this is this is a sci-fi. So I'm gonna give it another look because I think it's probably worth worth looking at. But you know, another thing I've been hoping to do is I'm hoping to look at a few of these films that Netflix has released and 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 maybe maybe review a handful of those because I did one called iBoy with a uh, Aria in from Game of Thrones. Mm, okay. Um, and and I've done a few. Uh, there's one there's one called Arc or something, but it's basically Arc, but it's spelled with a Q on the end instead of a, instead of a K. RSC. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, so I'm probably going to be looking at some of those. Um, so maybe, maybe we can come back and you know do do a Netflix <laughs> show <laughs> at some point. Um, but moving 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 things on, um, a show that I'm curious to see is called Snowpiercer. Yes, I that know. One I'm curious about. I actually watched the movie a few days ago. The movie's the great. Yeah, the movie movie is very good, and I'm I'm saying that as someone who isn't into post apocalyptic post apocalyptic oh. stuff at this point. Um, Snowpiercer is actually one of the more interesting uh, variations on the theme. They put some real effort into it. Yeah, because it's set, it's it's basically using the envi- you know an environmental disaster for, for yeah. the story. But um, other than the movie, it's actually based on a, on a, on a comic book series which was released through Titan Comics a few years ago by Jake's by, by uh, based, it's based on uh, Jake's Mob's graphic novel. Uh, mm. trans uh, oh, fuck it, it's French. You know, I've not eaten enough frogs and eggs to actually get this right. Some, 
but it's the comic books actually really really good as well um and i think titan the titan comics actually translated the all three volumes of it into english and released them a few years ago and, and the movie came out around about the same time um funnily enough you know you're very fortunate to have seen the movie um in america because it's not been released here at all on dvd oh wow okay you know um I, I had to um, I had to find and download a copy of it illegally yeah, in, order, in order to see it, you know, because it's been out for about four or five years and it's not it's not come out on on DVD or Blu-ray here, uh-huh. you know, and um, and I, I seen it last year when I got it and I um, I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, it's it was it, it's very good. Um, the TV adaptation is going to uh, star Jennifer Connelly of uh, Hulk and Beautiful Mind and if we go back far enough, Labyrinth fame. And, uh, and I'm, I'm going to watch it for her. It's also, and it's also got a couple of other actors that I'm, I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm gonna be interested in the aesthetic of it to see if they can pull off the aesthetic of it on a, on a cable basic cable budget. Yeah. It's, so. also, it's also being produced by Josh Friedman. Friedman, who um, who did the uh, Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles and uh, and a few other things, so um, that's quite promising. So I, I think Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles, he did a pretty good job with that. You know, given given that you know he, he was having to basically do something that was a movie on on a TV budget. Yes, I'm also um, I'm also heartened by the fact that the uh, pilot is going to be directed by Scott Derrickson, who directed Doctor Strange. And I liked Doctor Strange. I liked the aesthetic of that. So um, that's going to be interesting. Oh, I, I love Doctor Strange. Uh, I, I've watched Doctor Strange um, two, three times since actually buying it. <laughs> Ooh. Um, which, you know, is rare for me. I, I, you know, it's rare for me to watch a Marvel film that much um, within the first year of owning it. Mm. I mean, I do dip back into them every now and again, but, you know, to, to, to watch something three times already on, on the trot, yeah, that's actually pretty good going. That, that, that tells you that Doctor Strange is a fucking awesome movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer should look very good mm-hmm. if, if Doctor Strange is anything to go by. Yeah. Um, but it, it does, does look like a really interesting, you know, it sounds like a really interesting TV show. Um uh, and you know they, and I've got a feeling that if they do do it, they'll do it more as a character-driven thing. Because um, film has quite a few characters that don't really get explored fully uh, because because of the the, the action bits. You know? Yeah, yeah. So they'll probably they'll probably explore the class system a little bit more in a TV series. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm also thinking, having seen the film, it'll be interesting to see if. If they survive that long, if they actually go with something like the ending or change the ending, because mm-hmm. uh, the ending was very specific and very bleakly what it was. So you know, it's going to be. I don't know if they can sustain that with a TV show. You know, you know, may, maybe TV show they might meet up with another train. <laughs> that could happen. That could um, happen. And and wind up on a collision course. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or they, they they might they might sort of like uh, they might the train might get hijacked by a bunch of uh, Native Americans that have somehow managed to survive the elements. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be interesting. Yeah, 
Well, that, 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 that would actually be interesting, but it'd also be very true of Native American tribes actually just so like uh, moving on and surviving and evolving, you know, to the next song like Neville sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but I, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it in Sonic. It's, it's one that caught my eye on, on the list of movies, that, of shows that you sent me. Sort of yeah, yeah. Right, um, another one that um, kind of kind of caught me eye was The Crossing. Um, maybe I'm kind of on the fence. Just... Yeah, well, well you know, when I say caught me eye, it means I'm kind of on the fence. I've got to see it first to decide yeah. sort of thing. Um, I mean, it's like it's basically kind kind of timely because it's a political show. Uh, the premise resolves around a group of refugees from one-torn country seeking asylum in the United States. Except these people are from America, and the war they are they are trying to escape from takes place two hundred and fifty years in the future. Um, it kind of sounds a little bit like Travelers. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. Um, and and travellers, I've i watched the uh, first seven eight episodes of that, and I found it incredibly slow. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm not sure why 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 I'm finding that. Maybe it's because sort of like um, I, I like my shows a bit more fast paced than that. But it's I found it incredibly slow. Um, it's. Um, He's basically a local sheriff, Jude Miller. He's played by Steve Zahn and, and, and federal agent Emma Wren, who's played by Sandra Hope, find themselves at the centre of, the, of, the, of a mystery. Uh, they, must not, they, they, they must not only help 47 survivors, including a woman named Rebecca, who's played by Natalie Martinez, but also discover the truth behind the events and whatever the government may be hiding. Uh, Dan Dworkin and Jay Beatty are writing and producing The Crossing, uh, two of experience with government conspiracy shows with a sci-fi twist, previously having produced short-lived The Event, um, which should really have been retitled The Non-Event yeah. on, on NBC. That was, that, that was awful. Um, it actually says here, hopefully The Crossing will last long enough for viewers to get to, to the heart of the mystery surrounding the survivor's return. Sounds like they're trying to do Lost. Yeah. You know, and, and and I think, to be honest, people either get into the, these shows or they don't. And uh, Lost was kind of special, as in that I think it actually pulled, it pulled in the people that got into those shows, but also pulled in the, the people that didn't normally get into those shows. But it seems like since Lost has gone off the air, they've been trying over and over and over and over again to replicate it somehow. And this yeah. sounds like another attempt at that. So I'm not sure about that one. No. Um, I'd like to bring up, uh, just because it's going to be short, airing in a few days, um, uh, Spike, a uh, cable channel here in the U.S., is going to be doing a, a remake of Stephen King's The Mist as a TV show. And it's going to air June 22nd, which is three days from now. Hmm. At 10 p.m. on Spike, which yeah. is, you know, want to bring it up for those, you know, since it's so, so timely, for those who might want to check it out, 
Uh, it's based on the story of the mist from his anthology, Dark Forces. It's been adapted into a film in 2007. It tells the story of Bridgeton, Maine, in the aftermath of a crime that has shaken the town when the eerie mist of the title rolls in. Uh, hidden in the mist are supernatural creatures that cut the people of the town off from the rest of the world. Um, executive producer says that the show will be a reimagining of the original source material similar to what has been done with Fargo. While the book uh, focuses on a, a group of people stuck in a grocery store, the trailers for the new show have already given us a look at a group of people trapped in different locations, giving the story a wider scope. It also hints at uh, a darker tone, which will give this sci-fi show an added, added element of horror. Mm-hmm. It, it stars Morgan Spector, Elisa Sutherland, uh, Okazi Morrow, Darren Petty, Dan Butler, Isaiah Washington, and Francis Conroy. And premieres June 22nd, which is a few days from now, at 10 p.m. on Spike. Cool. Well, as soon as we're on shows are actually uh, coming on or uh, just sta- just started, uh, I want to bring up Blood Drive, mm, which yes. is amazingly funny. Mm. It's so like it's it's basically taking the Mickey out of it. It's basically parodying all the grindhouse stuff that you've seen in all these movies back in the eighties. It's got a bit of the exploitation thing going on and and stuff like that, and it's just so so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've seen up to episode six so far, so I I've been doing a bit of stuff from monsters and critics about it. Um, but it's um you know if you if you like grindhouse stuff, you know if you if you like that sort of very cheap and cheerful, uh very bad very very badly acted but knowingly badly acted in this case because the actors are <laughs> actually really good. Um, yeah. Um, then, then you you'll probably enjoy it. It's just it's just off the wall funny and silly as hell. Yeah. Cool. So it's you know it's worth watching. That's that's airing on Tuesdays at the moment on Sci-Fi in the states. Um, and um, also, Dark Matters just started back up again in in the US on on Fridays. Um, and think it's actually airing on Mondays here in the UK. So. So that's starting back up again. That's um, you know, as as always, it's getting pretty good. And we also have uh, coming up next month will be the uh, the premiere of the third season of Killjoys. <clears throat> so you know, the summer shows are starting to come back on. Cool. Um, but there's not that many of them that are really genre specific that we can discuss. To be honest. Um, other than the ones we've mentioned. Um, moving on, um, Electric Dreams. Um, I was going to bring that one up. Um, which Amazon. Is, which, is not the, hang on, which is not the movie from the 80s. No. Which, an awesome movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a thing of K. Dick thing. Um, based on Do Android's uh, Dream of Electric Sheep. It's basically riffing on, on, on the book title. Uh, which was eventually made into Blade Runner, and it's Ron D. Moore, and I'll pass it on to you. Yes, I'm actually looking forward to this. It's going to be it's being done in the style of uh, Black Mirror as an anthology series based on Dick's works. It's going to be 10 episodes, uh, uh, there are uh, 10 episodes uh, starring a dynamic cast, including Terrence Howard. Vera Farmiga, Timothy Spall, Richard Madden, Benedict Wong, Tuppence Middleton, and Anna Paquin. 
Um, it's going to be a strong, a creative team. Um, Brian, Brian Cranston will appear in the series as well and act as an executive producer. The writers for the series include Ronald D. Moore, um, Michael Dinner, um, uh, let's see, ba, 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 um, Jessica Mecklenburg. Jess, from Stranger Things and Jack, Jack Thorne, who wrote, uh, co-wrote Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. you streaming later on Amazon this year, later Ooh. this year. Yeah, well, so that's something for people to uh, be watching once they've gotten through with American Gods, I guess. Yes. yes. Um, but for you know, basing for those, I just want I've been waiting for American Gods to finish off so I can just binge watch the element of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that sounds like an interesting show. Um, I mean, you know, we all love thing at K. Dick's work. Um, you know, stuff such as Man in the High Castle. Uh, you know, song like Blade Runner and Minority Report. Um, and and stuff like that are all based on his on his, on his work. So yeah, be interesting to see what an anthology series brings. Um, and you know, when they say anthology series, do they mean an anthology series in in the form of Fargo, where it's like one story the whole season, and then they make a new season, it's a whole new story, or it's going to be ten individual stories. It's ah, going to be so. old old school anthology, kind so. of like Twilight Zone or Outer Limits. Cool. So, which I which I actually prefer. I've been waiting for a good old school anthology uh, series. I'm I'm kind of getting tired of uh, serialized narrative. Yeah, you know, to be honest, um, I think you know they they tried to bring back Twilight Zone a few years back, um, and it ran for a season and didn't do too good, do too well. Yeah, and they they also tried to do 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 um another anthology which wasn't wasn't called Twilight Zone that lasted about six episodes and got cancelled as well. So, mm. uh, but I think you know because of Black Mirror and the yeah. success of that, there's actually space for it now. Yes, um, yes. May, may, maybe maybe it just needed something like Black Mirror to show 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 the way of how it could be done in in a modern yeah. in a modern way i guess yeah yeah okay um and another show that we we're curious about would be lost in space yes that was gonna be my next one Mm -hmm. um it is uh gonna be netflix uh it's coming out in 2018 and it's got uh and it's gonna be they've actually one thing that's slightly questionable, but I'll, I'll see how it goes. They're, they've gender swapped uh, Professor Smith, played by Parker Posey, Dr. Smith. Mm. So, um, yeah, that could go either way. If, she, it, if, they, if they give her good scripts, they'll be fine. But yeah. it, I, I'm just getting tired of this whole gender swapping thing. Yeah, I am too. No, it's, um, they don't need to do it. No, and I, I think part of it's generational. I mean, I think I think some of it is that we're just old relative to the audience they're aiming for. I don't. Um, I don't. I just think I just think the audience they're aiming for are narrow-minded and shallow and uh, don't appreciate good storytelling and good literature. Um, uh, you know, if a character's written as male, the character should be male. You know, it's not yeah. like it's not like these. You know, these examples of strong female characters going way back in in literature. You know, and, and even in film, you know, Ripley sort of thing. I think they should actually make an alien film and gender swap Ripley so that she is a he. And let's, let's, see, let's see the uproar then. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, because I tell you something, they will be uproar if that was to happen, and it, yeah. and and it'd be a much bigger uproar than 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 it would be if you know sort of like um, the doctor was suddenly to become a woman, sort of thing. Yeah. Or or um, and stuff like that. I'm I'm just I'm just tired of it. You know, it's, it's it's not like the it's not like you can't write a strong female character. No. You know, and and Wonder Woman proves that. Yes. Yeah. Although it was a film called Wonder Man with Danny Kay, which uh, you know, but basically that was a comedy, <laughs> and he was a <laughs> uh But you know, but that that was a song like uh, that came out in the fifties, so. <laughs> And it had nothing to do with Wonder Woman. <laughs> they weren't trying to reimagine Wonder Woman back then. <laughs> no, no. But it's just... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of it. Um, although I'm quite curious um, about seeing Lost in Space. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious about... They can't do the original tone because the original tone was just too campy. But I'm interested in seeing what their middle ground looks like. That's that's what I'm interested in because you know um, I wasn't really as a kid I might yeah. lost in space yeah um, but when somewhere around about my twenties I kind of um, liked it from a nostalgic point of view yes yeah I was but, actually bigger into um, uh, um, the um, twenty thousand twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah. Was was my was my my show? I I actually kind of backbenched Lost in Space. I was I was busy watching Doctor Who. Yeah, they, on they, PBS. They didn't really do Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea as a show, though. It was a film. I think yeah. you might be thinking about Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Voyage, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Yeah, that's yeah. that was it. I'm sorry. That, that yeah. was an Irwin Allen show, and uh, yeah, Irwin Allen. That was my Irwin Allen one. Yeah, I actually liked that one. I had a, kind of a, a crush on uh, Al Hedison. Yeah, the, the the movie the movie for that was good, and then then we had the series which ran for about six years. It was actually a pretty pretty good series. Yeah, I just recently saw the the original film for the first time on one of our classic movie channels. It was quite good. And they've also, you know, they also you know, we also had Sequest in the nineties, which you know was pretty good. It was it was solid. There were problems in, in the later season, but it was solid. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it kind of you know it kind of surprises me, you know, and, and we've kind of gotten off Lost in Space a little bit here, but it kind of surprises me that I've not done more sort of like science fiction under the water. Yes. Because much less of the ocean has been explored than space. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, there could be could be all sorts of alien creatures under the ocean waiting to be discovered that we don't know, don't even know about yet. Hell, we might even find another sentient species that can that can speak our language or we can actually communicate. Yes. Like if, you know, if, if dolphins or anything to go by. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it just sort of like, it, it kind of surprises me that the the, the the you know no one's actually took that on that we've only really seen maybe you know two 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 maybe three things that 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 song like uh, hit the zeitgeist as it were you know yeah. as in you know voyage to the bottom of the sea and then we had sequest and um, somewhere between those two we had the abyss mm-hmm. yeah you know um it's just it, it's kind it's kind of funny that you know they've, they've not tried to do do more with that sort of that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
Because I remember, I remember watching a film when I was a kid, and I can't remember what it was called or or who was in it, but they lived in an underwater house. Oh, and it was okay. and it was cool <laughs> because they, they 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 could watch dolphins and and whales and stuff swimming at you know while, while they were sat in their living room. <laughs> so they could made in the sixties, so it was kind of hokey and and all that, but it looked really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. But back on to Lost in Space, I'm kind of a... Um, I'll check it out. I mean, I, if, it's good, if it's good, I'll watch it. I'm like you. I want to see what the middle ground's like on, on this thing. Yeah. Um, if, they, if, they go, if they go too serious with it, I'll dump it in five minutes. Because I'm, 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 not, I'm not watching the, you know, Ron Moore Battlestar Galactica version of Lost in Space. Um, I refuse. But if they, if they aim for some middle ground like they do, like they're trying to do on current Doctor Who... You know, that I'll watch. Yeah, well, um, on current Doctor Who, uh, as soon as we're, we're on it, we may as well discuss it in a, in a little while. I'm not sure if there's another show you want to mention. Um, no, that was it for me. That mm. was it for me. The, the list that we were working off of kind of was sort of lackluster. A lot of, uh, of near-apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic and then um, uh, procedural shows with sci-fi rapping. Not, not a lot to really inspire. Okay, well, um, let's go back to Dot 2, because we've only got two episodes left now. Yes. Uh, by the time this airs, the uh, first episode of, of the last, of the se- season two finale, season 10 finale, sorry, will have aired, and we would have met the Mondasian Cyberman. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, God, I am so looking forward to it. Yeah. It's not going to be occurring in the context, I thought. Um, but then a lot... A lot of the arc stuff didn't play out the way I envisioned, um, but then the arcs never do. And I gotta tell you, and I gotta say, and this is, isn't just because I was wrong in terms of my fan theory, but also just I didn't like the arc this year. The standalone stuff has been awesome, but then the um, the threaded elements just haven't quite landed the way I thought they were gonna be. Yeah, I mean uh, that last episode that they did, I, I wasn't really a big fan of. Um, if I'd have been reviewing that. Um, I'd probably given the story about a seven five, so that's yeah. They were very yeah. lucky that Dominic was reviewing it, <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, because I, I I would have saw like, um, but that's just me. Whereas Dominic's, you know, the new generation of fan, you know, but yeah, at least he's a new generation of fan that is looking at, at looking to the past. Yeah, to involve he's his writing, he's you know, he's sort of like he's not, he's not the new generation of fan that's sort sort of shallow and uh, and and stuff like that. But he, his favorite doctor was uh, is Matt Smith, which um, he he was he was interesting, and and Matt Smith was cool in that he looked to Patrick Troughton for a lot of what he did. Well, that's that's what I liked about Matt Smith's interpretation. Actually, was a you know, was a callback he was making to to Patrick Troughton. For a lot of what yeah. I did, um, to, to that effect, I've actually lent, uh, I've lent Dominic War Games. Cool. So that's probably cool. taken about a year to get through. <laughs> 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 yeah, what's really scary is part of me is kind of glad that some of these longer episodes were lost simply because American fans got omnibus episodes. Whereas yeah. they would just air them straight through. Can you imagine something like Dalek Master Plan? As an omnibus episode. Oh my god! That, that they wouldn't. They wouldn't have had a clue of how to break that up. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean it's it it is it is kind of scary, but I I I like the old, I like that I like that I like that episodic thing about the older show where you'd have the 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 last couple of seconds of the um, of the prior episode play out, but it would all play out from slightly different camera angles to how it played out in in the final couple of seconds of the previous episode. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You know, and I I just like that whole whole thing, and uh, I like the older music as well. It's more creepy. Yeah. It was, although the, the by the time they got to the Sylvester McCoy era, they were relying too heavily on synths. And I'm saying mm-hmm. that as someone, as a child of the 80s who grew up on synth pop, so that should tell you something. Yeah. But... Uh, I I hated synth pop. I I you know I was um, I've always riled against synth pop. I hate it. <laughs> I I I I enjoyed it, um, but I enjoy it in relation to other forms of music. It's not you know synth pop or bust. It's just synth pop is cool in moderation for me. Yeah, so. I mean I, I like synths when it's used as part of a TV or a movie soundtrack sort of thing, but. In terms of song, like putting a singer over the top of it and and stuff like that, it just wasn't my thing. Mm. Um, you know, I'm you know I, I'm too you know about about as a synthetic as I get is plugging my guitar into a valve amplifier. <laughs> you know, and that's about yeah. as synthetic as I get. And um, don't even don't even tell me to go near um, you know song like uh, you know a, a modern amp. It's got to be a valve amp. It's got to have those glass valves in, so so I get that nice warm sound. Uh, and, and, okay. And and I hear hear the pop when it comes on. <laughs> you know, so like it's uh, you know I can actually tell the difference between the two. I'm not uh, fussy. I am not fussy. Oh okay. Um, but yeah, the um, I'm looking forward to the Mondasi and Cybermen seeing how it plays out. I love how Missy's trying the, he's trying to reform Missy. Yeah, what, what's interesting is Michelle Gomez has says that she's she's leaving a Doctor Who after this series along with everyone else. What's interesting is if this arc plays out with Missy dying to protect the Doctor, she'll have ended up getting the ending that Roger Delgado was supposed to have before he was killed. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 gonna be kind of curious to see um, if they're actually going to go that direction. If they go that direction, then and, and that's her out. I'm I'm going to be very pleased with that actually. Yeah, but what I think is also cool is we're going to have our first episode in which we have two different incarnations of the master on the master. screen at the same time. Yeah, they've they've done that on Big Finish, but we've never seen it on screen before. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm really looking forward to it because Sim and and Gomez in the same space that's going to be just epic at the performance level. I mean, you might might even find out what happened to uh, Sim's master when when he went after Rassingon at the end of the. Uh, you know, we'll get to find out what happened there. Did he die or, you know? Yeah, my biggest fear there is that they're going to use basically Sim as a as a as a bad as a bad angel on her shoulder in her recovery process and we'll just get a sort of internal monologue i'm hoping that he's literal and not just an internal monologue um he he looked pretty natural to me in the trailer for the next episode let's hope let's hope um because we did get a flash of him in in the episode and he he looked to be sort of like um doing his own thing i guess yeah yeah um but i I, i'm still waiting for them to bring the meddling monk back they've got to bring the meddling monk back Yes, and, and he's got to be played by Rufus Hound. Even though Rufus Hound is playing another character on, on Doctor Who, he is doing such an awesome job um, in the um, 
in the big finish things playing the meddling monk, uh, they've got to bring him back for that. Well, you know, we've got a new producer coming on board now in, you know, with to- Toby Whithouse. So. No, no, not no, Toby Chris, Jib- Chris Jibnall, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, we're good. Uh, though, though it would be great if Toby Whithouse was do was the uh, next was the next producer after Chris Chibnall. Yeah, I, I love I love the fact that all these guys are on just sort of a perpetual shortlist, so they're probably all going to get turns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll probably see Toby Whithouse eventually. I think so. the one person we won't see is showrunner um, will be Mark Gatiss, which is unfortunate because um, I, I would really like him to be showrunner. I don't think we'll see him as a showrunner. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, I think as a rule, he prefers to just sort of like do his own thing and and write um, episodes ah. and stuff like that. I don't think he kind of likes being married to one show for for and any length of time. That's true. Because when he was, cause when he's been doing Sherlock, because when he was doing Sherlock with uh, Moffat, he let Moffat do a lot of the day to day stuff, and he was just co writer. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've still got fond memories of doing that interview with both of them when the first season of Sherlock was actually, you know, brought over to the States for PBS. And, um, you know, they, they were both eating, they were both on a lunch break having burgers in the hotel Aww. room. <laughs> That's right, I remember. And it's all like, uh, it kind of, that moment stuck in my mind. Uh, but also, what also, I found out after the fact was the... Um, the, the lady that arranged that interview, she actually told um, the editor um, of Monsters and Critics April at the time that they were really, really impressed with my knowledge of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Uh, they, 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 they actually said to her, this guy's obviously done his research and stuff like that. And it's not like I'd done any research. I'd just watched... you just, you, you've read them. That's what I've, that's the research. <laughs> I've just read them all, seen the, uh, seen, seen, seen the old Basil Rathbone movies. I kind of, I kind of know it. It's in my blood. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to sort of like Doctor Who. But um, once Doctor Who goes off, I don't know what I'm going to do my Saturday nights. Yeah, I'm 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 using the time uh, to catch up on movie rentals and things like uh, Ash Ash versus the Evil Dead. I started mm-hmm. that last night, and I'll continue with it tonight. Okay, well, um, I think on that note, we'll we'll bring this uh, this little episode to an end. Cool. Um, so we'll be back again probably in the near future. We can't really give you a date, um, but it'll probably be you know we'll we'll be back as a duo when we're doing the when we're doing the shows proper again in uh, in in the fall when when the when the big shows come back or maybe even just before the big shows come back we'll do 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 a DC special or something talking cool. about some of the castings and stuff like that. Uh, probably probably co-hosting it with our friends of the DC Power Hour. Maybe might might do that. Might see if we can get something sorted there, um, so we can get um, Jeff and Marts on, and, and can do 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 a for foursome, that sort of thing. Especially with Comic Con coming up, we'll be having lots of stuff to discuss at that point. Yeah, we'll probably have to do that after Comic Con because uh, Jeff will actually be at Comic Con. Oh, that's right. Um, Bless his heart. He's gonna yeah. have fun. Yeah, he's always at Comic Con. He um, he. He does a he, he does a live episode of Super Geeked Up from there. So, mm. um, so um, but we'll be back again real soon. Um, you might see a couple of interviews pop up over the summer, um, but you know we're we're taking a bit of a break for the summer now. So that's it for now. So goodbye.